How are you doing, guys? This is the third episode of the Howling Yotes. I'm here with Cooper and special guest Johnny from our, he's a Rangers page. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, doing pretty good. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, what about the coronavirus in, 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 in the states where you live? Um, You know, it's tough. I mean, the numbers are definitely decreasing. Uh, I think the health Health-wise, everything's getting better, uh, especially over here in New York, um, the Big big Apple over here. We're doing all right, and, uh, you know, things are slowly getting back to how, you know, things should be. Yeah, especially okay. with being quarantined, uh, the people getting infected are definitely going down. Okay, and and how are the people? Um, you got the you got the things you have to do, but how many people really do the things uh, they should do, and how many people are just going out and doing uh, the things they shouldn't do? I mean, it's tough because uh, you know some people just some people take this thing too lightly, and then there's the people that you know um think this is a second form of cancer you know and i don't mean that disrespectfully but you know that's what they compare it to um but i think for the most part people are doing a good job over here by uh staying quarantined uh doing the best job they possibly can obviously sports for everyone are canceled not just the pros but you know like people like uh, you and i you know we play hockey and we play different sports you know for our own leagues it's tough on everyone and you know, adults can't work. I can't work. I don't know if you guys have jobs yet, but, you know, we can't work yet. So it's tough. But I think right now everyone's uh, really staying stationary in their homes and doing really the best job they possibly can. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, it's pretty tough. It's just like people know what the scenario is. They're trying they stay home and they're just doing it for the best for everyone. Right. OK, yeah, I think here in Switzerland is pretty cool because um, we have that Bundesrat, uh, where just um, there are seven guys who decide um, uh, what we should do. So, and and the one one guy who is uh, who says about the virus right now. So, uh, what he said we have to do. And he was in an Instagram live video with the with the Swiss uh, comedy page, and they they don't really have much followers. And he was in in that live video. So. So the yeah we're really cro- close with uh with our with our the com- com- community in in Switzerland is pretty close so I, I love that it's not like like one guy who's who's deciding all and he's there and the rest is there it's like like a community and I really like this so that's why I think that's why the the, the people here in Switzerland do the things they should do it don't have really much people uh where they going out and doing things so i think 99% of the swiss guys uh, they're doing the things they should do so i'm pretty happy that's why the virus is 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 going going even even further away so yeah that's that's why i'm happy that's why why i uh, yeah that's that's what i like here and uh, you had the question before if i have if we have jobs i still go to work um uh, every day yeah, right. Yeah, I'm still going to work uh, from eight to five every day, so no, no holidays for me. All right. Baby, I'm out and
talking about the the Rangers and the Coyotes uh, for sure because it's a Rangers page. We we talk about some trades the Coyotes made um, to the Rangers and what they got from the Rangers. So I think we we start um, with with the uh, with the one and only trade. I think uh, Derek Stefan and Auntie Ranta to the Coyotes. What you thought about that trade? Um, at the time, um, that was obviously a few years back, and uh, the Rangers were kind of in that tough time. They went from that dynasty they had where, you know, they went to the cup final against the Kings. Obviously, they lost that one. Um, and they went on to that, you know, transition from cup contender to a rebuilder. And uh, I think that trade at the time was um, it was definitely tough. You know, you have a player like Derek Stepan who's been in the league and a Ranger for a long time. He meant a lot to the team. But uh, and he traded on to Ronto, a young and promising goalie who's excelled with the Coyotes. So I think uh, at the time I looked at it as Tony D'Angelo is a really, really phenomenal defenseman. And, uh, you know, it's going to help us in the future. But now the way I look at it is I absolutely love the trade. You know, Tony D'Angelo has been elite. I mean, you can't really say it any other way. The numbers he's putting up, uh, he loves the Rangers. And, you know, I'm expecting a big deal for him, a big contract offer for him from the Rangers. Uh, both sides really want to you know, stay together. So I love the deal. Uh, I think D'Angelo is an awesome player. But uh, for you guys especially, you got Stefan, who's a nice center. He can play second line or first line, wherever you guys put him, play, play, play the power play. And Ronta and Kemper has been a really nice duo for you guys, I think. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, that you got, we, we missed D'Angelo because he, we didn't really know him at the time too much. But now looking back at it, it's like he could have fit really well with Oliver Ekman Larson, and that chemistry would have been uh, pretty good. Yeah, I think I think uh, of the whole trade, I think the the first two years the Coyotes were uh, were better in this trade, and now it's pretty even. Like the Coyotes have two great great players, and the Rangers uh, got a solid defenseman who puts a, puts up a lot of points. So I think the trade, no one's really won. So or both both teams won in this one. Uh, I think uh, the Coyotes made a good deal, Rangers good deal. Um, when you look at the at the time uh, in in five years, maybe the Rangers won again. So first the Coyotes, and now it's even. And in five years, I think the Rangers will will be the team who won that trade um, because Ronta, I think uh, he's on another team. I think then. So I think the Coyotes uh, uh, will trade him because they they have uh, Camper and Aiden Hill and the AHL. They they can pick him up, and Ronta's catching a lot of cap space, so I think they should trade Ronta. I think he's uh, on another team in five years, um, and I think the, the, the age is catching uh, Derek Stepan up, so I think his career uh, won't be longer than five, yeah, maybe four years even, um, then I think he's, he's going to retire. So I yeah. think, in, yeah, when you look... Uh, um uh, to when you look forward um i think the rangers uh picked picked a, a good guy for for the future right that's that's the word i've <laughs> i've searched for i yeah. mean not to cut you off but uh like you said the future i think tony d'angelo he's very young still uh and he's really blossomed into this phenomenal player that I couldn't really ask more of really anything. I mean, he puts up so many points for as a defenseman. He plays the power play. He's already had a hat trick this season. 
Uh, he's had multiple game-winning goals. Defensively, he's a stud. I mean, he's been remarkable. I mean, he's, st- he's made so many terrific plays to, you know, really break up a lot of plays uh, for the opposing teams uh, in clutch moments. So I think D'Angelo has been awesome. I mean, I've really, really loved having him on the team. And I look forward to seeing him with the Rangers for, you know, years to come. And it's really only the beginning for this kid. So, like you said, planning for the future, I think the future is close to now for the Rangers. Yeah, I think I think they, they, they will win the Cup in, in, yeah, maybe four or five years. They will, yeah. they will catch the Cup again. So... I think um, the Rangers doing really, really well with this with this rebuild. Um, I've started to watch the NHL when they started the rebuild, and I think the rebuild they've done it really fast. So they they went already pretty good this season. So they I think they were three years in a rebuild, and they now have a pretty good team. So I think the rebuild was pretty fast. When you look now on the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they're already three years in the rebuild or two years, and they're not even close to a to a playoff like like you guys. So, I think the Rangers uh, have done a really nice job of rebuilding. And they, you guys have a lot of prospects. Like you got Capo Caco, you got D'Angelo, still pretty young. You got Adam Fox. You guys got a lot of young players. Right. I mean, and the thing I've always told my supporters on Instagram, that's where my main you know blog is. But if I, what I've always said is, listen, guys, this team is only one game out of a playoff spot, two points. Um, that's unbelievable for the youngest team in the NHL. And you have to remember, no, not one of the Rangers' prospects, the Rangers have the number one ranked prospect pool in the NHL. Not one of those guys have entered the league yet. There is 50-plus players that are top-notch skill that are waiting to be on the team. I mean, it's really something that's just – I mean, Jeff Gordon, the Rangers general manager, and Chris Drury, uh, John Davidson, all those guys in the front management, they've really done a remarkable job. It's really just outstanding what they've done to overhaul the whole team. Yeah. And which player you think um, could be could fit in uh, with this Rangers team to 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 add a good player in it to 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 go higher again? Uh, prospects wise. No, just from the free agent market. Yeah, free agent market. Um, there's a few guys that have been eyeing. Uh, the Rangers have currently $9 million in cap space. And, uh, you know, they're looking at big contracts that they do currently have. I mean, they have Henrik Lundqvist, who I still think is a good goaltender. You know, he doesn't get the respect he deserves, but the guy's one of the best to ever live. And you just can't disrespect someone like that, especially everything he does for the community. He's a really great human being. Then you got Lundqvist, who... He'll play his final year as a Ranger next season. Uh, you got Brendan Smith. That's an expiring contract. And, of course, you have Mark Stahl. You know, at the end of next season, the Rangers clear up $16-plus million in cap space. So, I mean, they're going to be able to go do a lot. So, uh, I think – oh, yeah, free agents. My bad. I got disconnected. So, I think with free agents, uh, you can go after young guys like Connor Sheary, uh, Alex Alchenyuk, Troy Terry from the Anaheim Ducks. Young guys uh, that have some playoff experience, they can still put up some nice numbers, and they can really uh, be a mentor to this very young team, and they can lead this team far into the playoffs. I absolutely agree. I think uh, I would love to to see to see the Rangers uh, in the in the close past. So in one year, maybe I can watch a Rangers game with my friend here. Oh, in yeah. here. So. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I would really love it. Just um, just a team. At at the beginning, I've watched. I I started to, uh, to watch the NHL. I didn't like the Rangers that much. I just um, I thought about that jersey. I think it's a bit old and like classic and. And I like the future jerseys, like 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 Arizona um, uh, has done that. Um, a lot of other teams, like Colorado, LA, just the future future shirts, I really love. Um, that's why I have um, the Winter Classic Rangers jersey yeah. because I really like it though. Um, it's a bit classic, but a bit futuristic though. And that's why I why I am um, not so happy about the Rangers at the start, but I. I liked it even every time a, a bit more uh, when I watched the game with my friends. So, and now I I really like the team uh, um, of young guys and and I like the 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 style they play. So teams like I, for example, I can't watch the Pittsburgh Penguins because they they're so they're so offensively defense is nothing for them. They're just scoring eight goals, uh, uh, allowing five. And that's not the game I want to see. I like um, how Arizona plays defensively, but with the offensive uh, impact as well. And the Rangers are doing pretty much the same. They don't play that far uh, away, so they don't play um, uh, so heavy in their own zone. But they have this little, um, Little defensive game and the, the front row with Panarin and and Zibanejad just crazy. I think when you you when you count this um, this two parts of the game like defense and offense together, I think the Rangers is the team. They they tell you the perfect thing right now. They have the perfect defense, the perfect offensive uh, team, and I think uh, that's why I love this team to watch. Like I said earlier, this team is so young that there's so many players that are going to be coming up, like you said, Johnny, that are going to be studs in the NHL. Capo Caco, he's developing. He's going to be a great player. you got several other guys as well. I mean, and I think there's a lot of prospects, uh, uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans. Um, you know, I think that this is not by their fault. This is just them being fans. I think, um, especially Ranger fans, uh, you know, they're focusing on now because New York is a huge city and New York is so passionate about their sports. And I know that first. But uh, I mean, like if you watch NHL Network, um, you'll see that they talk about the Rangers prospect pool a lot in this, this past summer. And they only talked about the big name guys like Adam Fox, Tabo Kako, Vitaly Krafstov. Guys like that. All those guys would be great. And I think Adam Fox have, has been, I just can't even put into words how amazing he's been. <laughs> but there's been yeah. there are prospects in this prospect system over there in Europe that are insane. I mean, Lori Pajenemi from the uh, TPS Turku, I think he is absolutely a phenomenal. I mean, there's a right winger. His wrist shot is one of the best I've ever seen. And uh, he led, uh, what is it, Elijah? Uh, yeah, Elijah. In points and goals at one point. So, I mean, the kid is absolutely amazing. I can't wait for him to come up. Jake Elmer, um, Nick Jones, another guy, Morgan Barron, um, Paul Henriksen from Sweden. I can go on and on. I mean, Nils Lundqvist is going to be an absolute amazing player. Kendra Miller, I think the list goes on and on. And I can lose my breath over it. But, you know, it's exciting to go on and on about. But 
I think as fans, you guys, I mean, they need to realize that they're, they're the top guys, but then there's also these amazing other prospects that fall under the radar, and they're going to come up to the NHL like, who are these players? Did we get them in a trade? No, we drafted them. You just don't know who they are yet. So I think as fans, you know, that's why I love what I do. I can give my fans and just Rangers Town as a whole the information that, you know, we all need, you know, as fans. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. I think this Rangers team uh, will be fun to watch the next couple of years. So, yeah, I I, I will uh, watch a lot of Rangers games. I hope I can see the playoffs. I can see them in the playoffs next year as much as the Coyotes. So, we're talking about the Coyotes a bit. All right. So now we're now we're going to the Coyotes, um, to the impact of Auntie Ranta and Derek Stepan. I think Derek Stepan uh, making a, a huge impact to this to this team. Like I think not just on the ice, just as a person uh, um, for the team and in, in the yeah, just for the team outside. And I think he's the guy who can push the push the team really well. I think Antiranta can hold the team in a game. Like uh, your team can can play so bad, and Antiranta will will uh, will stay there and will help you to win this game. And not only is Stefan a he's not he I think age is catching up to him as we said, but the leadership he puts on and on the ice, I really think that that locker room it really like goes around. And like Oliver Ekman Larson, the captain, obviously he's a leader, and you got just a bunch of guys, and he's one of them. Yeah, I mean you need veteran presence, and I think the Canucks, the Canucks. I'm sorry. Wow. I was just looking. I have a Canucks sweatshirt in my closet right now, just looking at it. This is a Coyotes podcast. My bad. The Coyotes, they're a young team, uh, very much like the Rangers. Um, I still think they're a little bit older, but. That's why they are a very respected team in the West. Um, you know, you look at players like Derek Stepan, Oliver Ekman, Larson, Auntie Ranta, Alex Goligoski, you know, guys like that. They're veteran leadership. So, you know, they can bring a young team like that, Vinny Hedestroza, Clayton Keller, guys like that. And, you know, they can really lift a team when, you know, the times get tough. Cards are a very good team. they got a long way to go. And, uh, you know, hopefully, they, the, if the regular season does resume, which is looking like it will, surprise to me. I didn't think it would come back. <laughs> yeah, me too. In July, it looks like. So I hope you know the Coyotes get another shot at the playoffs because they're not too far out. I think they can come together as a team. Um, you know, beat some of those big dogs in the uh, West. I think Arizona's definitely got a good chance at the playoffs, but they just got to string together some wins, and that's where that veteran presence. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that the, the point uh, where the Coyotes miss the playoffs is the end of the season. Like the last ten or last five games, even they just can't win the last five games, all five games or just four. They they lose they lose four of out of five. So that's the point where they miss the, miss the playoffs. They played they played pretty amazing the end of the last season, like the last 30, 40 games, and then. It can't, they came to the point where they it's now a decision if they win these five games or if they lose it. And they lost four of, out of five. So that's the point where they have to string together last five games and 
and yeah, just string string together and and fight as they can, and and they will they will go to the playoffs um, the next one or two years. I hope so. Um, yeah, and another that's thing, my opinion too. Another thing that I have is, that drives me absolutely nuts. We're up like two nothing in a game, and then we lose it four two. Like we cannot yeah. hold two or three goal leads. It just it it disappears. Like. Um, the last game we played against Winnipeg, we had a two nothing lead, and then we lost four two. It just we collapsed in those second and third periods, and I don't know what happens. Well, I can answer that question for you really quick. Um, I know that problem firsthand. Uh, the first year the Rangers were rebuilding, they were. I mean, we were we're young now, but before this, I mean, they were even younger. So if you look at that, I mean, the whole problem with letting up a lot of goals and. Uh, blowing leads late in games is the reasoning behind that is the immaturity at defense. Um, yeah, it's not always goaltending. Um, Darcy Kemper is a very good goaltender, and Auntie Ross is a veteran. That's not immature. He's been around the block many times. So I mean, Jacob Chikrin, very good defenseman, but he's young. You know, I think a lot of those guys are young, um, but they will develop into those guys that we hope they will be. Um, you know, it's just immaturity, um, lack of experience in those types of situations. So once they get more and more into those situations where they need to hold a lead or where they need to come back, uh, that's when your team really starts to grow together and mold. And that's when you got something special. Yeah. Yeah. And one one question of uh, I've got um, from uh, from a lot of Coyotes fans, they want to know the opinion of of other fans or other or the fans of other teams um what are they what are they thinking about Connor Garland I love that question and that's crazy that you just said that because Connor Garland is actually my favorite player on the Coyotes funny said that Connor Garland okay, nice. um I think he's a phenomenal player I think he's got a lot of a lot of tricks in his sleeve so to speak I think he's a good player I mean He's got a lot of upside, and I think if you pair him with the correct line mates, I'm gonna think he can do a lot of damage. Uh, you know, I think he put up what was it, 50 something points last season. Uh, you know, he's doing a lot this year too. I think if he can just get over that next hump, uh, you know, get him some line mates that he really can build some nice chemistry with. I think he's a nice player. Um, I've seen some complaints about him with inconsistency, but that happens to every player. It's gonna happen. I'm a big fan of Connor Garland. As a Rangers fan, if I can bring one player that's not Clayton Keller Oliver over from the Coyotes, it probably would be either Connor Garland or a big Yeah, I think I think when you when you when you say um, Connor Garland is your favorite player, and we when you put it um, with with the good line mates together, I think you're right. But when I when I watch the Coyotes games, I think Connor Garland can play with. Every guy and yeah, every yeah. guy, every guy, not not except uh, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller also play pretty good and will put all his work ethic to the game when he plays with Connor Garland. So every Curtis player, I think, um, is playing or will play their best hockey when they play with Connor Garland because you're you have fun with him. He yeah. will go to the corner and pick the puck up. And make some plays. And when you have guys um, like Phil Kessel, I, just for example, 
he's going to the corner and, and he will lose the puck. <laughs> That's just my, when I see the Curtis games, it, it also happens or always happens like that. Um, and we, when you have a player like Conor Garden who picking the puck up, make a play, you have fun with it and you will, you will play like a god when you play with him. That's like, like McDavid, as for example. Um, when you play with McDavid, it's pretty much the same. You will play your best. And that's, that's uh, what a good player, um, what a good player looks like when you have fun, uh, when, you, when you have fun when you play with him. Another thing is uh, when Taylor Hall got traded to the Coyotes, uh, Dvorak, Garland, and Hall, that line, like, first five games, the chemistry was, um, like, phenomenal. It was crazy how they, like, just, they went to work and there goals after goals on that line. Yeah, and uh, I think, um, like you said, Romeo, about um, players like Connor Garland who can ship it and go get into those deep and dirty areas into the corners, and um, I want to take this back from the NHL for a minute. Just looking at all the teams I've played on, I mean, even into the team that I am on now. I mean, we're not playing right now, but, um, you know, guys, I have a lot of guys on my team that are the chippiest players, and they're like Connor Garland. You know, you get into the corners, and it generates opportunities, and opportunities to turn into goals. I mean, and if you look at the Rangers, I mean, I think Brendan Lemieux was exactly like Pretty that. much the same. Yeah, the pretty much the same. He's always in the corner. He's getting in the dirty air, fights for the puck, and it turns into opportunities. That's that's why he's on the power play. I mean, this kid doesn't have the best hands, but he's in the National Hockey League for a reason, and that reason is to get in the dirty areas and, you know, do his thing, just like Connor Garland does. So they're very comparable players. Yeah. I think I think you need a player like Brandon Lemieux where, who goes to the, to the corner to pick the puck up in a power play, especially. Cody's had a, had a lot of struggle to bring the puck into the zone. So they missed like one minute on the power plays and they just have one minute left to score a goal. They were like one minute um, trying to come into the zone and they never um, jumped the puck in and just went to work. Like, like I think Brendan Lemieux, when you have him on a team, you can do that. You can put the puck into the corner and, and start to, to, to play on a power play. That's, that's what players um, um, needed for. I think that's that's the point where Connor Garland earns his money as well. So he's not on a National Hockey League because of his hands or or his skating. It's just like how he's oh, off his skating though. His his skating is pretty good though. <laughs> he has that tight tight turns and all that stuff. But yeah, just the dirty areas go to there and and you will go to the NHL. That's that's my point where I see where I see. Yeah, it. I totally agree with that. Right, I agree too. So yeah, we're we can talk about the the, the situation or um, what you guys think um, the season will will look like this season or next season, like on cap space. Um, I think with this economy economy thing right now, um, money. Yeah, you never know if this if this pan pandemic will will uh, will go further and further. So if it's still if it's still here next year, you never know. It can be as well. So, what do you guys think uh, will it will look like in five weeks? I mean, okay, so it's very similar, like you said, with the economy. Um, it's affecting sports a lot, and the comparison I make with this is the National Football League. If you look at free agency, just past a few weeks, and it's still going a little bit, but most of the, almost all the free agents are gone. If you look at it, 
the reason why it affected uh, agency, cap space, all this, all that good stuff. Number one, players could not go meet with the teams. They had to do virtual stuff. Number yeah. two, um, you can't have in-person negotiations. Um, everything's on phone. That's not good. Number three, you can't have uh, physicals. You can't sign anyone if you don't have a physical. So, I mean, that's already three reasons why it affected the offseason so much for the football. Um, they got through it, but that's just something that they had to work through. And the NHL is going to have to do the same thing if this pandemic extends into the offseason, into the summer. So, I mean, we'll see how they, you know, duke it out. I think they'll be all right. Uh, I think they're going to have to do if this thing, If this is still that much of a problem by July, August, months like that, where you would be seeing more transactions by a National Hockey League team, I think it's going to be a lot of virtual stuff. Um, the draft may be virtual, which is definitely tough with all the European players and the Russian players that come over. So, I mean, we'll see where they head. But I think I don't think it's going to be as bad as the NFL because it's going to be uh, softer in terms of um, people infected by the coronavirus in the summer months. The numbers yep. are thankfully declining, thank the Lord. But, uh, you know, I think that, you know, the offseason will definitely be affected in some way, but I don't think it will have too much of an impact where, uh, you know, players aren't able to be signed. Absolutely yeah. agree. What about you, Cooper? Uh, another thing is it's summertime, which obviously it's heating up. And I've read a few articles just saying that viruses, like, in the winter, that's, like, when the flu season. Flu season's in the winter, and you don't really get the flu in summer. Like, that's pretty rare. rare. So, like, the coronavirus, it's not going to be that bad in the summer since most places, especially where I live in Arizona, are getting hotter. So, it won't be around for that much longer, I think. That could really be. I completely agree, but um, no one's have... Uh... That's just a theory. Yeah. Right. It could be. It could be um, worse. It could be worse. No one. No one knows if this. If this virus still is, exists in summer. So, I think in Switzerland it will be hot as well. So, I think the the virus is nearly gone. So the numbers are are going every day, just like maybe 100 um, uh, infectious. So. That's not that's not pretty bad. So 100 is not not really much. It's Switzerland. I know it's it's not that much people as in as in America, but 100 people are 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 really nothing here. So I think the virus is going back. So um, yeah, I think I think uh, in Switzerland the season won't resume, so they cancel it. Um, but I'm sure they will. Uh, they will start the next season um, at that point. They wanted to start it. So I, I'm not sure about the NHL. Um, if the season really resumes, what completely would surprise me. Um, yeah, then the next season will, will, will start at that point they want. But I think when the season won't resume, they have a problem because then they really don't know when they have to start the next season because the pandemic will be here as well in next winter. I'm, I'm sure it will exist, uh, still exist. So you, you just have to look um, how hard is it to, to go around it or yeah, to, to, do, to do things um, with it maybe. 
what what are you you're you're thinking of um of starting the, the next season at the right point so where they wanted to i mean uh again um it all depends on i think even before you get the next season there's a lot of things and events that take place during the off season like yeah. the combine uh that's the preparation before the draft so where coaches and general managers can go meet with these prospects that will be drafted um the NHL draft itself, um, how are they, if they can't resume the season, how do they hand out picks? Is there still a draft lottery? All that stuff uh, goes into this. There's free agency. Um, there's restricted free agents um, with um, contract offers uh, and teams having to match it. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that they have to take into consideration and think about before this next season comes. Um, obviously, um, I think that, you know, it's going to be tough, and it will be tough. That's just common knowledge. But right now, I mean, I mean, I, I take a lot of college classes for this kind of stuff, so I, I know a little bit more about it. So right now, I think that the NHL, I don't, I think it'll eventually resume just because of all the rumors that are floating around. I think that's the plan. I think it's they resume in like mid July, somewhere around there. Um, it, like the rumor is, five arenas, one per division. Locations that were brought up were Raleigh, North Carolina, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, New North Hampton, Dakota as well. North Dakota, yeah. you know, Florida, uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, or Flo- Fort Lauderdale, where the Florida Panthers play. So it's a lot that goes into it, but uh, we'll see. I think at the end of the day, I think the NHL season next year will be suspended until about, um, you know, the third or fourth week in October, just so they can extend the offseason a little bit more and give teams a little bit more yeah. And they might even shorten the preseason. I think that's a big thing. I definitely think they will end up shortening that preseason. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. So... You guys will see a couple goals here. I will put this in on YouTube when you watch it on YouTube. You can see a couple of goals here of some players. Uh, Derek Stepan, some pretty saves of Auntie Ranta, and some of the prettiest goals Tony D'Angelo um, scored this season. So look for it. Uh, two on one. Demers is going to try to clear it away. Here's a chance right back to the front. Oh, what a save! Auntie Ranta! Step on the former Ranger over the line. He shoots. He scores. <laughs> what a story on Broadway! Derek Stepan comes back and he beats his old team. Spurgeon and Suter, two defensemen. Here's D'Angelo. He scores. Rangers win. save for Ronta, I mean, you guys pointed that one out. That was unbelievable. I mean, it's definitely one of the best saves of the year. Um, you know, undisputed. So, I mean, you know, I, he's always been a very good goaltender. I think it started off with the Rangers They when they acquired him from Chicago. And like we said before, he's been good for Arizona. And, you know, hopefully um, he can lead your team into the playoffs very soon. So what about that goal from uh, from Derek Stefan? I, I was watching that game with my friend. It was 3 nothing Rangers. And the Coyotes came back with a bit of luck, but I think 
this goal was just amazing, um, emotional for for uh, Derek Stepan as well. Uh, scoring a goal against Lundqvist and the old teammates in overtime to win a game to turn a game around from three nothing down. So, um, I that was one of my favorite great games I've ever saw, and I think. Um, yeah, it was emotional for a Rangers fan and emotional for a Coyotes fan. That was okay. uh, the Rashad. That was his Rashad D'Angelo's. That's just it's sick. It really is. He's a uh, such a young player. He's gonna. I personally, with his defensive style, also I think he could potentially be the next Victor Hedman uh, on the Rangers. I think that's a perfect word to end this this episode. Um, I really appreciate it to you, um, Johnny, that you you came in and talked with us about the Rangers and the Coyotes. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really uh, am grateful for the opportunity. I always want to get my word out there uh, to all communities around the hockey community. So um, thank you guys all, both of you guys, for having me on. And uh, I wish you and your team the best of luck if the season does resume. Yeah, same for you. Thank you. So, yeah, guys, that was it for today. Um, I hope you, you liked the third episode of this one. The next episode will also be with a special guest. I will announce that later, um, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. So thanks for hearing to it. And we, guys, we will talk to you again soon. Richardson, he scores! Rebound, they score! Christian DeLore!